You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. It's Tuesday, so it's time for It's My Money, and It's My Money is brought to you by Brentos Wealth, which has been voted South Africa's top boutique wealth manager in both 2017 and 2020. And with me from Brentos Wealth today is Suzanne Halman in the Cape Town office. Suzanne, we had a chat last time. Let me just recap here because you kindly reminded me of what we spoke about last time. You said during our previous discussion, we touched on the solutions or changes retirees can make when realizing they don't have enough money to retire. Today, you want to focus on the mistakes retirees make most often when entering this, what should be one of their most exciting chapters of life, retirement. Well, I'd dispute you on that one, but I know what you mean. In other words, you don't have to do anything. And if you've got enough money, you can choose what to do. But I like the fact that you're talking about the mistakes now rather than the mistakes after they've been made. Off you go from there. Number one, simply retiring too early, Suzanne. Afternoon, Lindsay, and also hello to your listeners. Thank you. What I mean and what we see is that the average South African mindset is still lingering on this age of 55 that they are going to retire at. For both the companies and employees, they believe that they are going to retire at 55. The one thing we see that they don't take note of is that most of them have only been working for around 30 years at the age of 55. And of that 30 years, they've only probably only saved 20 to 25 years. Now they expect their savings to last for another 30 to 35 years, and they want that savings to maintain their current pre-retirement lifestyle and an annual inflationary increase on their income. And if you do those calculations, it simply doesn't add up. You cannot save for 20, 25 years and then expect your income or your savings to last for 35, 40 years. No, exactly, especially with inflation, especially with the uh, deterioration of the RAND, potentially, although it's strong at the moment, uh, long term, it is going to deteriorate the cost of living going up, which is obviously linked to inflation. So, of course not. So that's the first mistake. Too short a time period saving for what should be, as you quite rightly say, your golden years. Exactly. And if you take in mind, most of our, our medical and technology equipment are imported. So with the weakening rand, those things are becoming more and more expensive on an annual basis. And your money is simply not going to be enough to give you that income at the age of 85 plus. The number 85, maybe 20, 30, 40 years ago, people would have thought, goodness me, that's unusual. That person lived till the age of 85. It's commonplace now, Suzanne. And that sort of leads on to your second point where you say, adding to the previous point, people thinking that life is over 75, that they won't live longer. They do. They do. (laughs) There's certain sectors of the community that don't for various reasons. But if you've been healthy and you keep an open mind about your life, you can go on for, for a lot longer after 75 from what I understand. That's exactly my point. Very few of us, Lindsay, can put an exact timeline on our lives. Unless some kind of medical condition have an impact on your life where a doctor told you, listen here, you've got X amount months, years to live. Most of us can live up to the age of 90, 90 plus. 
I saw a client the other day. She's 77 years old. Her mom is still alive and kicking at the age of 98. Good Lord. So one have to keep in mind that 75, 80, 85 is not the normal or the average lifespan age for a person these days. With medical technology that has so improved over the last decades, saying I won't live that long, in my opinion, is foolish. You will have to plan for the long run. Yes, you indeed. can't say I will only live for another 10, 20 years. Okay, so you've got to, you've got to um, I don't know whether to say plan for the worst case or the best case scenario. I'm going to live into my 90s. Is that good or bad? I don't know if you're healthy. I think it's very good. Anyway, let's go on to number three, moving away from more risky investments into conservative investments. I've always thought that's ridiculous. I think that as you get older, you should be more risky. Exactly my point as well, Lindsay, is we so see so often when clients come to see us and they are going into retirement, they have this mindset that I took on so much risk um, while I was saving, while I was working. Now I need to move into safe assets because I need to protect my money, money for the rest of my life. And that's the completely opposite mindset that you should have because if you look at the current environment economical environment and the interest rates being at an all-time low clients can simply not afford to sit just in conservative funds in cash and money market funds you have to take on risks the current yield on interest rate based investments are less than the inflation in South Africa. You are actually in real terms getting poorer on a daily basis. You cannot sit in cash and money market for the long term. Yes, short term. And if you draw an income, an income fund's got a place in an investment. But you have to take on risk to make sure that you outperform inflation and your income need over the long term. Otherwise, you run the risk of outliving your income or outliving your money. Yes, I mean, not, not just South Africa as well, Suzanne. It's also in the so-called developed world, like the United States of America. Interest rates are zero, but inflation is exactly. five. Inflation is 5%. How can you possibly uh, not be uh, take on some risk, no matter what age you are, when there's that huge gap between what you get from savings and what your cost of living is doing? Go if on. you also take into account... Um, with for South Africans in their pre-retirement space, we are bound to Regulation 28, where you can only invest 30% of your assets offshore, which already puts you in a less riskier investment environment pre-retirement. And we all know, if you're a South African investor, the the biggest and the better growth has been in the offshore market for the last decade. Now, point number four, taking too much cash from their savings at retirement. So let's say you, you, you suddenly you have your you retirement party, uh, you get a golden clock and, um, you know, have a few drinks with your former or soon to be former colleagues. And off you go and you say, right uh, to your partner, uh, let's take some money out and have some fun. Is that the wrong thing to do? Taking too much cash? If you can't afford it, yes, it is the wrong thing. I'm all for taking cash from your savings to settle that final bond or car loan payment to make sure that you've got more physical money in your bank account at the end of each month. But taking a wad of cash for an overseas holiday that you really can't afford is not an option in my opinion. Yes, it would be nice to celebrate your retirement on a lavish 
vacation. Mm -hmm. But if that holiday is costing you a couple of months income, I think you should better rethink that logic. Yeah, I think so too. So it's 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 like the the wedding thing to me. If you're paying for your own wedding, I I, I think just have a little think about it first, and rather put the hundred thousand rand into into some sort of investment. But that's not for this particular discussion. Okay, the final point you make is as follows: not adjusting your lifestyle when you earn a lesser income. In other words, you may have been going out to dinner once or twice a week, going on holiday twice a year, having an, a nice car. But when things change, you have to change as well, I think. Completely. And I think this is by far the most difficult adjustment to make and the biggest mistake mistake we see um, in retirees. Clients who still continue to live the lifestyle that they've become accustomed to before they retired, and they simply can't afford it. They can't afford that restaurant dinners two, three times a week, that um, Kruger National Park private game lodge Mm -hmm. holidays, twice a year. Unfortunately, some changes will have to be made where it is needed. It might feel like the end of the world to you when you are 60, but I can promise you, your 80-year-old self will thank you one day. Very good. So just summarize then. I mean, you've made five very, very good points. You've just got to be flexible. You've got to understand that your lifespan will be longer than you thought it would be. You haven't saved long enough. So your final, to your final point, you have to adjust your lifestyle. There's an old English saying, uh, Suzanne, which says you've got to cut your coat according to your cloth. I think that's the message here. Yes, absolutely. You have to live according to what you've got. That's as simple as that. Very good. Very good advice. Simple, but very, very good. Suzanne, thank you very much for your time. That's Suzanne Hallman, who is from Brenthurst Wealth in the Cape Town office. And that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.